time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Schroeld here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Find us online, listen to past episodes of the show, all at Greensboro Retirement. Dot com. Well, I've got a question for you, Glenn. Have you ever been to a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> pardon me? Uh, pa- exactly. Pardon me? What? Say that again? I could have used another reference here that might have been a little bit more obvious than, than that particular one. But uh, Airplane. Remember the movie Airplane with uh, oh, yeah. Captain yeah, Clarence? Yeah. Uh, Joey, have you ever seen a <laughs> fill in the blank? Right. Awkward conversations, right? Awkward conversations to try and respond to those questions. And we're going to do a little bit of that on today's show. Nothing quite as awkward as uh, that scene in the movie Airplane. But we're going to talk about why sometimes it's good to have an awkward conversation with a financial advisor, with your spouse, perhaps. We're going to take a look at how advisors especially should help clients navigate various tricky situations and have conversations that maybe you don't really want to address, but yet they are topics that should be hit head-on during the planning process. One that certainly comes to mind, Glenn, is we'll get this one kind of out of the way first since it's maybe the most awkward or uncomfortable of all, but how the death of the first spouse affects the financial plan. Is that something that you really have to kind of work at to get people to open up about and, and talk about in your office? Well, it depends on the couple, obviously, and it depends upon how you approach it. But I mean, it's certainly something that needs to be addressed, you know, because things change, right? I mean, you have obviously the emotions and everything else that that comes with it is, you know, losing your partner. But when you start looking at the dollars and cents, you have to start thinking about, okay, well, how did this affect any income streams? You know, um, obviously, if we have two Social Security checks coming in, now it's just going to be one. If there was a pension, um, does that affect the pension? Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no. You know, one of the biggest things that happens is, and very few people really think about it, and that is, is that when one person passes, then obviously there's a surviving spouse, well, the way they've been filing taxes and, you know, in large part for the vast majority of people is, is married filing jointly. And then after that, when you're just filing as a single person, we know that the tax brackets get cut in half. And so oftentimes what ends up happening is, is income goes down, yet the amount of income that's still left is being evaluated by the tax code by brackets that are half the size. So it ends up happening a lot of times that that folks' taxes go up even though their income went down, and that's normally something that, that a lot of folks haven't really considered and thought about, and it can be very, very impactful. I think it's one of those things that, uh, again, you'd like to kind of stick your head in the sand uh, about for a little while. Then often there seems to be this wake-up call that gets people talking about it. Somebody they know or a family member goes through a scenario, and it kind of helps people kind of get pushed to making a decision from that standpoint, which is good. Well, well that's that's right, Walter. And, and so that's when you really start to look at it. It's like, you know, have you built in, you know, plans to make sure that those things are kind of taken care of? Sometimes that's some tax planning in advance. Sometimes it's, you know, looking at, well, how do we have assets positioned? Are there needs for insurance? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. But um, it certainly needs to be addressed and, and talked about. And like you say, it's, it's a little bit of an awkward situation or an awkward conversation conversation. But like most things, it's like you're you're better off facing it and and having some conversation and understanding what you can do and and how you can, you know, uh, make sure that things are taken care of 
with eyes wide open and, and, and sound decisions rather than just getting caught off guard and, and not, you know, not knowing just because you didn't want to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Let's put another one in the mix here too. Uh, ask yourself what happens if nursing home care is needed. Often people won't have an answer to that question. Well, you're right, Walter. I mean, you know, I mean, that vast majority of folks, you know, do not have, you know, something in their plan to help hedge that risk. And the, you know, as we know, it's, you know, folks are living longer and longer and the, the odds, you know, it seems like every year that goes by, you know, go up that, you know, at least one person in a, in a married couple is going to, you know, have some time within a nursing home or need some co- sort of uh, long-term care. And then in a lot of cases, it might actually be both folks. And so, it's something that needs to be addressed. And, you know, oftentimes folks have kind of, you know, they've looked at it and they looked at relatively, um, you know, limited options. And so sometimes with looking at, at options that they've looked at, they said, you know what, you know, we just, you know, we're not going to do that or we can't afford it or that doesn't really make sense to us. And uh, sometimes that's the case. But, you know, if you don't really dive into it and you, and you look at, you know, how the, how the industry's evolved and the, some of the newer products that are available there, there, there are times when you can find hybrid products that actually, you know, give you multiple benefits and give you the ability to hedge those risks. It's more doable for folks and, you know, and, and they and they like some of the options that are actually out there now as opposed to the way it was years ago when, when a lot of folks, you know, initially looked at things. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you bring up, Glenn. So obviously two of the big ones, what happens when a spouse passes away and two, nursing home care, definitely tough conversations to have. Maybe some of these aren't awkward for people, but they are tough conversations, but some of them are awkward too. I bet it's a little awkward if you meet with a couple, Glenn, and they have their plan set to you know retire next year. And the conclusion out of that is, hmm, do we maybe need to work longer than we'd planned in order to retire. Is that a tough conversation to have with people sometimes? Well, yeah, Walter, it is, and it's even it's even tougher when folks have already retired and they maybe should they should have maybe thought about it beforehand and you know and maybe worked an extra couple of years. I mean, that's a really difficult one. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's one of those things. It's like you again. You you want to make sure that you know what you're doing. You know, make sure that you know you have enough to create the lifestyle that you want to have. You know, in retirement, it's not necessarily an easy thing. I mean, you know, a lot of times folks think, well, I've got X number of dollars saved. And it can seemingly be a lot of money, and it, and it normally is a lot of money. Particularly, it's like if you think about it in isolation. If you say, okay, I've got X amount in this account, but you also have to ask yourself the question: Well, you know, how much of that is really yours in terms of how much are you going to get to keep after it comes out and and possibly gets taxed? The other piece is is how much income can be derived from that big lump sum or that that nest egg, and how long will that income stream last? And so, most oftentimes, folks haven't really thought about it in terms of income planning and and how do we make this money last? They just think in terms of well, it, it, it seems like a lot of money, and so maybe you know that that should be enough. And and sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. And and so if if you haven't had those conversations or if you haven't done that analysis, it's critical that you do, especially. You know, before you actually pull the trigger and retire. Well, Glenn, what about this one? And that's asking yourself the question, do the children in our family understand the estate and legacy plan and how they fit into it, if they fit into it at all? Right. 
Well, and that <laughs> that is a challenging question because Th- this one different... falls in the awkward category, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. There's no question about it. And it went, you know, particularly for most people, not not for everybody, but normally, you know, you know, a lot of the folks that I see who are at the retirement age and whatnot, um, oftentimes they're they're coming from generational, you know, just conditioning that it's like, well, you know, you keep your things private, right? And you know, and then you don't necessarily, you know, share those things with the kids and et cetera, et cetera, and there's something to be said for that, but at the same time, think about it this way: if somebody is steps into a situation and they've got to try to, you know, figure out what's going on after the fact, you know, and they don't really know what's going on, then oftentimes that's where mistakes are made because it's, you know, if you don't understand what you're dealing with, you just you say, okay, well, I've got to make this decision. Maybe they're busy with life, you know, they're they're still working, they got a lot of stuff going on in their lives. And so we want to avoid, you know, making mistakes and we want to make sure that, you know, what you've worked for your entire life is being taken care of the way you want it to be taken care of. And and you want to make sure that, I mean, the bottom line is, is that you're leaving things for kids and grandkids because you want it to be there for them and to help them. And so, you know, oftentimes, you know, thinking about how do we introduce this conversation into the family dynamics, you know, that's something that is, is an awkward it's an awkward thing for a lot of folks, but it's certainly something that, that we need to discuss. And, you know, I always encourage our you know clients to do that, you know, because it's an important thing. And if at all possible, you know, I always like to, you know, at least try you know, get an opportunity to meet with, you know, the adult children and, you know, get a chance to uh, get to know them a little bit. And, you know, and, and that's, of course, always up to the client if they want to, you know, go to that extent. But I think it's a good thing because if you have a little bit of an introduction with that person, you can find, you know, that you can build some rapport there. And it's often far easier for people to feel confident that they can make wise decisions if they're all of a sudden in that situation where they've got to, you know, either, you know, be an executor or understand what's going on and, and, you know, and how everything fits together. That one, maybe more than anything else, is just going to have such a wide range of answers to it. Because some people will say, what a state plan. What legacy? Not even on the table, not even something we're thinking about, no desire to leave one. Others, it's the most important thing. And then even for those who then are in the middle, and yeah, we'd like to leave something if we can, it's still then how to handle it going to vary so much from family to family because there's all different levels of kind of how much you can involve the kids in the process and what are you comfortable with, what works for your family. It's different for everybody. And part of the job of the advisor is to help you find that out for your family and then help execute it, obviously, as well. But it's definitely a good question to have worth the awkward conversation. And I'm noticing a trend with all of these, Glenn, you know, they're only awkward when they haven't been had right? (laughs) The awkward conversations aren't awkward after they've been had, after they've been hashed out, after they've been discussed. So let that be a good takeaway from today's show as well. They're only as awkward as you make them on the front end. And they they typically, typically will uh, kind of resolve and everything will get, you know, above board afterward. And it eliminates that awkwardness. Uh, Well, that's just, that's it, Walter. I mean, there's so many things in life. It's not just finances and retirement and everything else. But I mean, you know, more often than not, folks, you know, if they're they're avoiding something, they oftentimes find it's like, you know what, if they did deal with it and address it, you know, when they get on the other side, they say, you know, gosh, that wasn't that wasn't as challenging as I thought it was going to be. I'm I'm really glad we did that. And, you know, but it's sometimes hard to get to that point. And so obviously, we're, we're encouraging folks to, you know, have those awkward conversations, because, you know, once you do, it's like, yeah, well, that wasn't so bad. And, and really, it's wise to make sure you address these things. 
We're talking about all these awkward conversations on today's show. Let's cap it off with one last one here, Glenn. How do we separate from an advisor who we maybe like as a person, but realize isn't a good fit for us, or maybe never even was a good fit for us? This can be an awkward conversation for people to have, kind of like breaking up with a girlfriend <laughs> from from back in the day. Uh, uh, tough to do that when you've got a personal relationship with somebody that has you know blended into a professional relationship and the two have sort of mixed and it's hard to separate those out. Sure. Well, no, I mean, you're right, Walter. And, you know, more, more often than not, this kind of happens, at least, you know, when I'm working with folks and particularly when they, you know, they come in for the uh, first time or, you know, we have the initial conversations, we start talking about, you know, it's like, well, you know, what brings you in today and, you know, and, and what's going on? And the, oftentimes this is one of the first things that comes up, right? It's just like that, you know, hey, we, you know, we've been working with this person and they've really helped us a lot, you know, in terms of saving, you know, and accumulating money for retirement. But, you know, I mean, we're getting pretty close to retirement age or we're at retirement age. And, you know, that advisor is just, they're not bringing up the conversations about retirement or in how we're going to plan. And I'm wanting to get some advice about, you know, how am I going to get this money out of my, you know, out of my IRA or 401k? Or when do I take my pension? Or what about my social security strategies? And am I going to have some tax implications? And so all of those things are kind of, you know, unique to retirement because you're starting to think about, you know, making a transition, but also, you know, now you're starting the, the process of thinking about how do we take money out of an account or how do we activate a benefit? And those are things that are normally not you know, not addressed with somebody who's helping you save for retirement. It's it more often than not, those conversations with that type of an advisor is, is like, well, you know, what, what are we going to be, um, you know, investing money in and how are we going to make sure that you're saving enough? Those are conversations that are important to have, but they're different than transitioning into retirement. And so, you know, if you're working with somebody who is an accumulation specialist or, or helps you save for retirement, a lot of times, you know, it's kind of, you know, you, you, you may be, needing to find somebody who's really specializes in the retirement years. I oftentimes make the analogy of this, like, you know, when you, when you're a child and you're, you know, and you go to the doctor, what doctor do you go to? And obviously you go to a pediatrician, but as you grow up and you get older, then you start going to a different doctor because you need different advice and you need different attention. And obviously that as you travel through life, you know, you, that keeps changing and you go see specialists, you know, and, and so this is what we're really talking about is making that transition into retirement and making sure that you have somebody who specializes in the retirement years and in the preservation and, and distribution, you know, parts of your financial life. All crucial, all key conversations to have. And uh, that's why we talk about them here on the show, so that hopefully you feel more comfortable talking about them with your family members, with your advisor as well. If you need an advisor to help facilitate some of these conversations or to talk about other elements of your retirement plan, I always encourage you to reach out to Glenn Mosseller if you need the help. You can reach him by phone at 336 291 3535. Again, that's 336 291 3535 or find them online at greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Look at the bottom of the page there on your smartphone or computer. You'll see a button that you can click on to schedule a free consultation to come in and meet at a time that's convenient for you. That's all at greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, thanks for another great edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Enjoyed the show with you today, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Walter. Take care. 
You can find us every week on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, all the major podcasting apps out there. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and always get your great weekly dose of financial guidance from Glenn. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next time on the Retirement Roadmap.